Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We've been talking about money throughout the podcast. But, Daryl, the Browns could spend trillions of dollars. That doesn't mean they're going to win a Super Bowl. And we've talked about the money that the Haslam's have had, and it's been great to have them uh, not have to ever have to worry about, you know, how much money this team's actually spending. Let's, you know, I talked about Art Modell before. Let's not forget what Cody Risen and, and that uh, contract ended up doing. Andre Risen, not Cody Risen. Andre Risen, uh, that contract did to the franchise and, and how it sent it into a spiral. So I think as Browns fans, I sit here and say, wow, I'm, I'm glad we have the Haslam's here because we never worry about money. But money doesn't necessarily mean winning, and will it this time, Daryl? Well, I mean, uh, I said earlier that at some point the Haslam's are going to want to return on their investment, right? Even when they went through that uh, rebuilding stretch where they basically burned the entire roster down, right? They went 4-44 and over three years. The the Browns were still spending uh, money. They were gathering salary cap space, but they were still spending money. You know, last year they, they were the top spenders in the NFL, and they didn't get to the playoffs. Uh, you can never question the Haslam's commitment. They will spend, and they've shown it, they will spend whatever it takes to win. Uh, nobody wants to win football games more than the Haslam ownership group, okay? Um, that is crystal clear. <laughs> they, they have been through enough pain of losing uh, over their tenure since taking over this team during the 2012 season that they are basically willing to spend whatever it takes to win. Uh, unfortunately, spending doesn't always guarantee victory. Uh, look at the New York Yankees in, in Major League Baseball. In fact, that they, they have basically scaled back their payroll uh, quite a bit. Uh, part of it revenue-driven, but also the other part of it is they weren't winning World Series. It's been a little while, right. knock on wood, since the Yankees have won a World Series. And believe me, my heart breaks for those long-suffering Yankee fans, let me tell you. But, it's been so uh, bad. What a uh, drought. It's, it's, it's tough with all those trophies in the case. It's, it's, I, I just I don't know how that they're able to keep rooting for a bunch of losers that they, uh, they do. But, uh, yeah, you know, um, it, it is no guarantee. But what it has done, when you look at the players that have been brought in, when you look at the money that has been spent, right, Deshaun Watson – they finally have an, a, a player with elite talent at that position. You know, when they were going through that rebuilding stretch, and even before that, when they were stuck in that 4-12, and 5-11, 3-13 quagmire, okay? Uh, I call it quicksand because it seemed like the harder they kicked and tried to get out of that, the deeper they fell and they could never get out of it. And that's what ultimately led them to basically blowing up the entire roster uh, in uh, 2016 and just basically gutting the entire team. Because, yeah, they, they had some, some average players. They had some good players on really bad teams, but they had no elite talent. They were completely devoid, outside of Joe Thomas, 
They had no elite talent. Your elite player was your left tackle. And no disrespect to Joe, who's going to be a Hall of Famer, and he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But that just doesn't cut it. You need a, you need an elite pass rusher. You need elite covered corners. You need an elite quarterback. You need an elite wide receiver. You need an elite running back. Well, you look at the Browns roster right now, Andy, right? Uh, right. Elite corner, Denzel Ward, check. Elite pass rusher, Miles Garrett, check. Elite wide receiver, Amari Cooper, check. Elite running back, Denzel Ward and Kareem Hunt, check and check. Elite quarterback, the last piece of the puzzle was elite quarterback. They didn't have that. Now they do. Check. So, yes, they have spent a ton of money, but each one of those positions, and you know what? David Njoku isn't an elite player yet. Keyword, yet. But the contract that they gave him and that he will sign is going is a projection of an elite player. They're projecting that he's going to become an elite player at his position, right? So when you right. look at roster building 101 and what's required to win a Super Bowl, where do you need elite premier talent? Five years ago, the Browns didn't have a single player at those positions. And then they drafted Miles Garrett first overall in 2017. And there began the process of having elite players at key positions. Denzel Ward followed, right? Uh, they had to trade. They, they uh, drafted uh, Nick Chubb. Uh, they ended up uh, signing uh, Kareem Hunt. Uh, they ended up uh, trading for Amari Cooper. Right, So when you look at just how this roster has been assembled over the last four to five years and the elite talent that's been brought in, and it's a big reason why they took the risk and and brought in Deshaun Watson with that baggage that he has. They knew when they examined their roster, the missing piece was, yeah, we have the elite cornerstones at all these positions except one quarterback. And Deshaun Watson was the best uh, and most reasonable available to them, right? Elite player at that position. So they sat in that front office and said, hey, man, if we lose the guy for four or six or eight games, okay, it's, it's worth it because now we're, gonna ha- we're setting ourselves up to have an elite player at that position for the next five to ten years. And mm-hmm. that is ultimately what the Cleveland Browns needed. So when you look at all this money they've spent, Andy – they have spent it on elite players at their respective positions, and that's why, in my view, uh, they got to go out and show it. But it, from my standpoint, the Browns are Super Bowl contenders. They really are. Uh, in my view, they were Super Bowl contenders last year. They just didn't go out and do it on the field. They didn't. They got to go out. You got to win the games between the lines. But the Haslam's have given Andrew Berry the resources necessary to to not only assemble the, the elite talent that's required to compete for Super Bowls, but to retain them long-term. And that's what you've seen Andrew Berry do this offseason. It's funny, we're talking about all this, you know, all the money's there, all the money's there. And then you get to Baker Mayfield and the story from last week uh, with the Carolina Panthers that the Browns just didn't want to pay in as much as 
Uh, the Panthers wanted to pay about five to six million trade that could have happened on draft night, and the Browns were like, "Now forget that." And you know, when you work it out there for Baker Mayfield, I kept thinking about Colin Kaepernick working out with the Raiders last week, going, "Oh, well, here's another quarterback you can throw into the mix um, with." You know, Jimmy Garoppolo that muddies up the water as far as trying to trade Baker Mayfield. I, I just I, I don't see a world where they're going to cut him. In fact, I saw a couple of headlines where um, some folks are reporting that the, the Browns said they will not cut Baker Mayfield. And, and I don't blame them. I don't think there's any reason for them to cut him right now, especially if another team needs a quarterback. The Browns will be there and they've got this other guy that's kind of just sitting there. I don't know that it's super healthy for chatter inside the locker room, but Guys in the locker room need to be worried about getting this team winning, and if you're lucky enough to be on the field, then you got to make it happen and not worry about somebody who's not playing. So I, I just – again, we sit here in limbo with Baker Mayfield, and I think the Browns are doing this right, and I think they just need to wait, wait for another team that needs a quarterback. And if he is on the roster, he's on the roster. That doesn't mean he's playing. That doesn't mean that – he has to take reps in, in practice that, you know, whether he chooses to show up for practice or not uh, and not get paid, that's on him. So your thoughts on that? Well, the roster spot right now just doesn't matter. Uh, there, there is no hurry where that roster spot will start to matter in regards to Baker Mayfield will be uh, at the end of August when they have to get down to the first 53 man roster. Then that roster spot becomes something that Andrew Barry has to worry about. Right now, where the rosters are at 90, who cares? And you're right. They're not cutting Baker Mayfield. We've been telling you they're not cutting Baker Mayfield. I don't know why all of a nope. sudden this is news, that the Browns aren't going to cut Baker Mayfield. We've been, I know. We, we've been saying it for weeks and weeks and weeks. The Cleveland Browns are not going to cut Baker Mayfield if they have to pay him, uh, which they will. They're going to have to pay uh, a lot of that $18.858 million. Um, they're going to. But Andrew Barry is going to get something for him. That 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 is just his position in this. His job, we've talked about it, is to maximize the asset. As far as uh, how Colin Kaepernick muddies the waters, look, I think Jimmy Garoppolo muddies the waters more than Colin Kaepernick does. Okay, sure. uh, I, I, and again, this is no disrespect to Colin, but I think the ship. Look, the ship has sailed for him. Unfortunately, what happened to him was absolutely reprehensible and wrong. The way the NFL basically blackballed him, which is why he got the settlement that he did. I, I think the workouts of him right now, it's, it's performance art. And nobody does performance art better than the National Football League. Okay? Um, and... Uh, and again, that's no disrespect to Colin. I just I don't see a team signing him. Look at over the last four to five years, Andy, since he's been on the open market as a free agent. Look at all the quarterbacks who have been have been signed, who have seen game action, who quite frankly should never see an NFL field again in front of Colin Kaepernick. It's not. It's just. It's not going to happen. And I. I honestly feel bad that he continues to be used as this pawn. As in, see, look, we're we're giving him a legitimate shot. We gave him a workout. Yeah. Yeah. I. I just. I. <laughs> I, I. I just. I can't buy into that. Good for the Raiders. You met your. You. You met your performance art quota for the offseason by giving Colin Kaepernick a meaningless workout. 
Um, sign them. How about that? If you want to make a statement, sign the guy. Otherwise, I think it's all disingenuous performance art. That's just that's just how I feel about it. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers reminding people that, oh, by the way, we still want to trade Jimmy G to somebody this offseason. I think that he is miles in front of the quarterback line than uh, sure. Colin Kaepernick. Baker Mayfield is going to be traded for before Colin Kaepernick gets signed. Um, I think Josh McCown, who's been, who's now retired, has a better chance of being signed by an NFL team than Colin Kaepernick does. And again, I'm not taking shots at Colin. It's just I feel that is just how I feel where reality is right now. Yeah, Colin might get well, another workout factor. or two. I think that's, that's yeah, just the I whole just, thing. I don't see teams signing Colin Kaepernick. I see teams using Colin Kaepernick and saying, see, we're ge- we gave him a chance. We worked him out. We just, you know, we, we didn't like him enough to sign him, but we did work him out. See, look at me. We, we gave him a workout. Um, I, 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 I just, I don't see it happening. The team, you know, obviously in minicamp, now, non-mandatory minicamp, um, and they speak on Also Wednesdays. known as OTA. this is my final question for you. Uh, do you think we will hear from Deshaun Watson on any of these Wednesdays? That's no. my last question for you. Nope. No reason to. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't know that it benefits – it doesn't benefit anybody. It is interesting to hear how when training day, camp, Yeah, when training camp gets here, I, I we'll mean, have I, to hear from him. But yeah. I don't think we'll hear from him until then. I, I really don't. Um, I just I don't think it benefits him. I don't think it benefits uh, his situation and uh, the civil action stuff that he's still going through. There's there's nothing to gain for him uh, by him, I should say, uh, by him talking. So uh, would it be nice to hear from him? Absolutely. And it's, uh, again, uh, disappointing. You can't put your uh, new face of the franchise uh, out there. Uh, in front of reporters uh, to help sell those jerseys and that, you got to kind of keep them quiet right now. Um, and understandably so. I'm not, again, to be clear, I'm not criticizing the Browns for not putting him uh, out there. I, I, I respect and understand right. why they're not. I don't expect to hear from him, though, until training camp. Maybe maybe there's a sliver of chance that we hear from him during uh, mini camp. But conventionally, in in a normal scenario, we would have heard from him already. We would hear from him during uh, mini camp, and then we would obviously hear from him right out of the gate uh, with training camp. But because of uh, what is going on with the civil action, his media availability will be bare minimum right now. I hear you. All right, he's Daryl Ryder for our producer, Meredith Kane. Thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Uh, next, uh, The next edition will drop on Thursday, so we look forward to uh, talking to you again a little bit later in the week. Again, if you like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe to the It's Always Game Day in Cleveland feed, and you can always join us at Game Day CLE. It's Always Game Day in Cleveland.